uh, begin Sunday. Download, read the scripture app uh, with your uh, from your app store to access uh, tools such as progress chart, teaching videos, and other helpful items. Uh, let's read through the Bible together this year and see how the record of the scripture is God's cohesive story cover to cover. Uh, the widows and single ladies dinner and fellowship scheduled for Tuesday, January the 14th at 6 p.m. in the old fellowship room. This would be a great time to join uh, the group if you're single or would like to be a sponsor for the group. Please contact Karen Kidd for additional information. Um, no Debt, No Sweat Seminar uh, by Steve Diggs. Uh, Sunday, January 19th, is uh, the first session is at 10, the second session at 6 p.m., and then Monday there's two sessions, uh, one at 6 and one at 7 uh, Summer's Food Pantry is in needing of restocking. A list of items is tacked to the bulletin board uh, by Warren's office. Uh, or please contact Ann Camp if you have uh, need additional information. Upcoming events, uh, January 9th is the AARP Safe Drivers course. Uh, January 12th, all the adult Bible classes will meet in the auditorium. 19th and 20th is the No Debt, No Sweat semin Seminar. Um, January 27th, uh, Genesis Campus Meal at UALR. Uh, please contact Sean. And then January 30th is uh, Glenview Elementary Pantry. Um, also contact Sean. We want to congratulate uh, James and Natalie Wilhite on the birth of their son, Tobin Oliver. Tobin arrived on January, on December 24th at 3.07 a.m., weighed 8 pounds, 10 ounces, 21 and a half inches long. And Barrett and Jessica Carter, uh, on their birth of their son, Reed Evan. Reed arrived on January 7th at 12.04 a.m., he weighed in at 6 pounds, 13 ounces, and 20 and a half inches. On our sick list, Alan Parker is experiencing a few health issues and would appreciate our prayers. And Patsy Boardman, Steve Smith's aunt, is in the St. Vincent North with an infection that caused some swelling in her brain. She has shown some improvement, but the cause of the white blood cell elevation has not been identified as of this report. Anyone else that we need to mention? Yes. Okay. Brenda Day. Okay. Okay. All right. Would you bow with me, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for the blessings of life that we have to enjoy. Father, we know all things come from you, and may we always be mindful and thankful. We ask a special prayer for the three you mentioned tonight in their illness and be with them, be with the doctors and the 
ministering to them and with the family as they wait patiently by their bedside. Father, we ask you to be with us tonight as we study more from your word that we might apply it to our lives and be better servants unto you. Forgive us for our sins in Christ's name. Amen. Lesson four. Excuse me. Lesson four. The uh, part two of the seven letters uh, to the seven churches. Um, Let's start with uh, Revelation three one through six. This is the letter to the church at Sardis. And unto. Unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come unto thee. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh The same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before the angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So, Sardis... uh, is a uh, a city with a history of past glory, um, a history of overconfidence, and a history that was they were living in on past glory. In ancient Sardis, uh, the first coinage took place uh, in Sardis, and in the sixth century before Christ. Uh, he, uh, Coricia reigned as king of Sardis. He was, his name is, uh, synonymous with wealth because he was known, uh, one of the richest men in the world. Um, so Christ writes to him and Christ introduces himself in Revelation 3.1, and he, he really doesn't have anything good to say about Sardis. Uh, Christ is introduced to us first as having the seven spirits of God. Now, <clears throat> if you think, if you read about the seven spirits of God, what would you think about? I'm sorry. Okay, it does. The Holy Spirit. 
Seven is the uh, uh, perfect uh, that's used throughout completeness. Uh, the seven spirits, uh, uh, meaning complete perfectness. And then he talks about seven stars. What, uh, what would be the seven stars? That we read about in chapter one. This is the seven stars would be the seven churches that he's writing to here. Christ says that the Church is free from difficulties. Anyone know why? The church at Sardis seemed to be completely at ease, other than uh, they didn't face persecution that the other churches around in that area did. Um, and that was because there wasn't much of a Jewish population. Uh, and the Jews were the ones that really stirred up the, the trouble with them. Um, the peace that uh, he talks about, uh, afflicted with death, uh, the peace that they had um, prevailed because the church was dead. The church didn't have... Uh, there was no condemnation or condemnation, uh, commendation uh, appears in this letter. It's one of the only letters that is totally uh, a con- condemned. And <clears throat> furthermore, Christ, in his criticism of them, uh, how others knew them, and how Jesus saw them. Um, I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive. And the church had a good reputation. Um, it had a, a large body of members. But the reason they had a good, good reputation is they didn't cause any problems. They didn't go out and teach like the other churches did. They lived in harmony with uh, air, in, air that was taught in, in that region. And that's why Christ comes back and says He sees them as they really are. And He gives them the warning that they are to wake up What would uh, what would you think of when someone tells you to wake up? Pay attention, okay? Bolster up. Uh, this is they they need to strengthen the things that remain. Uh, they are to keep on doing what is right. Uh, call up. Uh, remember. Uh, what 
they have received and what they heard that the Word of God and um, do not give up. And then clean up would be uh, to repent of their uh, decision and turn from the death to life. And then uh, there's the caution that, you know, if, if the uh, Christ's letter is not heeded, that he would come. And consolation is that if you repent, then you would have a, 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 you would be in, in uh, if you repented, you had a better uh, chance of uh, going to heaven and surviving, you know. So this is the church at Sardis. Any questions, discussion? I'm sorry? Verse 4? That has a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled. Okay. That uh, some of them are... Some of the members were, were truthful to their uh, to their teaching. So, okay, what? To me, it would. Um, No. I've never. <clears throat> We're going to get into more of this at the end of the lesson when we come to. Uh, well, I did overlook it, um, and you're always putting me on. Yes. I think that we've all seen in the church that the <clears throat> the biggest problem that we have is me trying to force my opinion on you. And that's one reason why I really will not argue or discuss opinions because I value your opinion just as I would hope that you would value my opinion. Now, we do need to argue about the doctrine of Christ, that we're holding ourselves accountable to what the Word says. And I think that's why, even though Sardis had no, uh, nothing good was said about except for this verse here, that a few of them had, had stayed loyal to their first love. So, anything else? Good question.
Let's look at Revelation 17. Revelation 3, verses 7 through 13. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to, the, uh, to try them that dwell on the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write unto him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Philadelphia is the church that did what it could with what it had. Um, Did I turn it off? Okay. <clears throat> Philadelphia is the one, one of the two churches that, uh, this is quit working. Okay. Philadelphia is one of the churches that, uh, uh, he commends them on, um, on their belief and how the church is do, does. What, do you, what does he mean here when it says he is holy? What's the first characteristics of, that Jesus gives of himself? That he's holy. That uh, he is true. Jesus is genuine. Uh, nothing is false about him. What he says about the seven churches in Asia Minor is absolutely accurate, and he knows them perfectly. He is the king, and he is present with, with them at that time. Jesus says that he has the key of David. 
What does that mean to you? The key of David. If you have a key, what do you have? Okay. But what gives you the right to open that door? Authority. Okay. But what I'm what I was looking at is if you have the key as Jesus had the key of David, he had the authority that God gave him. Just as David as king had authority. And we know that all authority uh, is given to Christ in Matthew 28, 18, and 19. <clears throat> the church at Philadelphia is, like we said, is that one of two churches that uh, Christ didn't have anything bad to say about him, that you kept my word, you did not deny my name, and you have an opportunity. Um, and the opportunity that he gave them is the open door, that they have the right to The open door, they had the right to go out and evangelize the city. They did do the evangelism of the city. Um, and he also set before them and uh, uh, that, you know, he was born at this time. And, and um, so Christ said, set the, uh, before the Church of Philadelphia, he gave them the great opportunity to lead others to Christ. Anything about the Church of Philadelphia? Yes. Right. Sure. Did y'all hear? Christ has said that He is the way, and without Christ, that uh, we. We don't have the a way to. Okay. Anything else? Let's go to Revelation three fourteen through twenty two. Yes. Um, no, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, it's, uh, 
the Gentiles that were taught, I think that most of the evangelists started with Abraham and went through and came to Christ so that they know that the seed is through the royalty of, of, of the Israelites and all. I, I think they knew that something about, and history would have, um, you know, David and Solomon were two, they, uh, the history of the Israelites goes through those two kings as being the most powerful at the time. So I think that through history they would know something about David too. But I think that, uh, just as we uh, we teach that Christ is a king, just like uh, and through king of the church and everything. Yeah. So, anything else? I think it uh <clears throat> I think it's a second second coming, the judgment day. Yes. And I you know, we um, we know that one day to God is the same as you know, <clears throat> there's no difference between a thousand days and one day. So I think that, you know, when uh, Okay, right. And I think that the other thing is, well, I think that if if John wrote and said, you know, the judgment's going to be a long time off, you know, we're not going to be, if we know that we have time, we're not going to be as, you know, but if we know that, you know, the Bible teaches that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So we have to live our life, you know, each day as if it would be our last. So I think that's one of the reasons he they talk about come shortly. Yes. Well, I, I, and I think that's why it, our, our life is compared to a vapor. That it's, you know, um, uh, you know, however long we live, 
we're not guaranteed the next day. So, and it is. So, okay. look at uh, the last few verses of <clears throat> chapter uh, 3, verses 14 through 22. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness in the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would thou work cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked, I I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness uh, do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, and that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be jealous, uh, zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in thy throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So, excuse me, the church at... uh, or the city of Laodicea. What do we know about who came from Laodicea? Seller of purple, Lydia. That was at uh, Ephesus. We know that... Most of the city uh, was affected by, was concerned about physical health. An ancient uh, medical school existed there. And they were concerned with wealth. Um, Rome, which ruled the world, agreed to forego taxing these cities and also gave them aid to rebuild. Laodicea refused the financial aid from Rome, and they had the resources enough to build, to rebuild their own. So, <clears throat> what does Christ mean when he says the Amen? When we use the word Amen, sorry. Okay. 
In biblical terms, it means, so be it. So, also the word truly is also translated the same as as amen. So he was saying, what I am about to say is of great importance. It is absolutely true. And when he says that he is amen, he is telling us that he is absolutely, he has, he is absolute reality in truth. And then he talks about the true witness. He is, Christ is a faithful and, and true witness. Whatever he reveals to us is faithful and true and can be accepted. And it comes from God Himself. And in the beginning of the creation, I don't think this here means that um, I don't think it means that He was created, but that He was there with God and the Holy Spirit when the world was created. Um, not speaking of origin, but of the source of uh, the creation. Any questions about the city or Christ? Right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Yeah. And so I, you know, this is Further proof, he's given fur, further proof. This letter is one gives no uh, com, uh, commendation. In all the other letters, Jesus commended, uh, command, commended them uh, where he, when he could, but he gave no condemnation uh, to the Laodiceans. What do you think he's talking about in verse 17 where he says, You say. What was, if you look at verse 17, what was they say? They were rich. Because thou sayest, I am rich. And increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, and blind, and naked. What's he, what's he telling Laodicea here? They have material things? Okay. Material things and spiritual things. But when he says, I'm sorry? Fooling themselves? Yes. Okay. The other thing, and that's 
that's part of it. But I think the other thing is, what's our responsibility as a Christian? I'm sorry? Teach the gospel? Okay. But, help others. Okay. That's, that's what I'm looking at is, I don't think they were keeping it all to themselves, saying that we don't need God, and they're not going out and doing their true Christian duty to teach others and to help the needy. I think there are five things that Christ concerns for the church. Our needs, our faith, our lifestyle, our capacity for repentance, and our survival. Can you disagree with that? Christ is concerned about our needs, our faith, our lifestyle, our capacity for repentance, and our survival. I'm sorry? Our survival? But how do we how do you keep the church from being destroyed? How do you survive? Based on our faith, our needs, that we go out and do those Christian duties that we're supposed to. Yes. I think that he is
You were looking at verse... What is... um, What is gold tried in fire? Secure, pure, solid. Okay. Um, How would we apply that to our Christian lives? Of being... Mm-hmm. Yes. According to the scriptures, I think. And I think that that's, that's what he's telling them is that you're, as a church, you're not doing, um, the things that you need to. So, <clears throat> we've gone through these seven churches. We've seen how Christ has commended them or um, condemned them. So, how do you define lack of involvement in a church? How do you define Lack of involvement in the church. Right. Okay. And I think it. it it's the same as our commitment. That comes from the heart. We as a group, we develop our relationship, our Christ, uh, Christian lifestyles based on what our heart is and how we, must, we can be involved in the church and what our com- commitment is. The Laodiceans had no commitment. Because they were doing their own thing. So, lack of vision. They don't, if, if we don't have the vision to go through what the Bible says and go out and teach others, then we'll be a dying church because we'll not be bringing new members in. Lack of faith. Lack of leadership. Dying churches misunderstand the Great Commission. What, what would that be? How can we misunderstand the Great Commission? Okay. Know what it says, but don't believe it. 
Okay. How do you find when it says, Go ye therefore into the world? What are you defining as the world there? From here to yonder? Okay. This, I think this is a great saying on back here you are now entering the mission field when we leave that's the mission field so i think that you know you have a tendency to as a church say you know we support missionaries in africa we support missionaries in brazil portugal you know wherever but what are we doing locally, and I think that's what some of these churches were not doing. How do you defend the faith instead of extending the faith? What's extending the faith? Teaching others? Ernest? Do you have have me? Okay. If, If I spend all my time defending defending why I believe in Christ without teaching others, then I'm part of that dying church. Mm-hmm. Right. Can a church be inflexible enough? Should we be inflexible enough to become a dying church? I'm just asking. (laughs) Yes. And I think that was the problem with Sardis. They didn't want to rock the boat, so they're unwilling to. They didn't. That's where they didn't go out and defend. They weren't persecuted because, you know, if. Caesar came in and said, worship me, they're not going to argue about it. Yes? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. What's changed in the Church of Christ since the 1950s to now? I think that uh, I think that they, it has been proven that going door to door is not as effective as other means that we have. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. point. What do you think about uninspirational worship services? Excuse me? 
matter of opinion. Is that the second bill? Okay. Um, okay. Um, obviously, something. We're not doing something right because the church is declining in membership. You know, yeah. One of the go ahead, Karen. What was the, and, and we'll, we'll wrap it up, what was the thing that the Church of Christ was known for in the 1960s and early 70s? I'm sorry? Knowing the Bible? Or something else? Exactly. We turned so many people off because we went out and said, if you don't attend church here, you're going to go to hell. Now, we have to approach it that you have to worship according to the Bible. Doesn't matter. You have to worship by the Bible, and I think that's that's part of. It. So, all right, we'll start next week on. We'll get into some of the the good stuff in chapter 4.